didn't want to do it at all initially. Not one bit. Sean came home and said, like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe this. This is horrible. And I was like, this is great. He's like, no, no, it's bad. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, no, (laughs) this is great. But, you know, that again, that was, you know, my first reaction was was uh, unfortunately negative. Hey, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum. What's going on? So I was listening to this podcast the other day, and it was talking about the season of sacrifice. We've talked about this before, and I think that it's something that a lot of people that maybe want to do things are super scared of the ramifications and what they might be missing if they actually take the leap of starting a business, maybe moving, um, all things that we've done. And we actually just talked about it with uh, with your new business. The Sacrifice? The Season of Sacrifice. Well, it took me forever to even quit corporate and come to you because of that, that uh, you know, normal paycheck, you know? Paycheck and benefits. Like, it, it was scary. It was scary. hard to, you know, not that I didn't want to and not that it really even made that big of a difference when it was all said and done. But it, there was something about that uh, not having that consistency anymore was was uh, it was hard to get over that hump and actually go for it. But since that time, we have done this sacrifice thing quite a few times. And I think something that I've noticed is that the season is actually a little bit shorter than you'd think. And the sacrifices aren't as bad. Like, it seems so scary. But then once we, like, worked through it, like, things kind of start to work themselves out a little bit quicker than I think you anticipated. Well, one thing I experienced was you've got... You've got this fear, right, of sacrificing and, and the fear of the unknown and everything. And you and you don't know what's going to happen if you make the decision or if you make the wrong decision or anything anything like that. Um, but personally, what I have found is you figure this shit out and it happens super quick. Well, and the thing is, is that they're really, you said wrong or right. There really is no wrong or right. It's just kind of like how you work through it. Right. And the as wrong long as or you right can... is before. It's like before you ha- you know what the wrong is or right is. You know, you're thinking of it and you're like, well, what if I do this? Or what if I do that? Like, it doesn't matter either way. No, because once you don't have a choice, <laughs> then literally all it is is just moving forward. Like, you can do no wrong other than just keep going forward. The only way you would really screw up is if you did nothing. Right. And, and, that, really, right. and that's kind of what I mean. Like, there's yeah, there's not a wrong there's not an or right. Right. And so once you you decide that this is what you're going to do, and like I said, we've done it a couple times, and I, I didn't even think about you leaving corporate. That is a really big one. We've moved quite a few times, moved across the country, um, you know, left jobs to move, left clients. And I think once we decided to do that, like, we're pretty good at like shit or get off the pot. Like if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it and then make a decision and then let's move on it rather than dwell on things or let years go by before you ever make a decision on things. But once we've decided to do things, like we're pretty good about making it and turning it into action. Um, I think that's key though. Like so many people, I mean, things change obviously. So you may not, you know, if, if you, set out this goal to go do something and you you waited too long, you know, that goal may not be 
relevant anymore and you, and you don't do it. The thing is, is you never know where that path leads you unless you jump on it. You know, I went to Afghanistan and came back a few months later and we were like, all right, we don't want to raise our kid in California. And we left, you know, it was just, it was one of those things that this is what we want to do and let's just go do it. And it, I mean, if you slowed down and took the time to really be like, well, what, where are we going to live? What jobs are we going to get? Where do the kid at the time just one, where does he going to go to school? You know, all these different things that. I think what happens is you, people psych themselves out and the level of psychness might vary, but ultimately what happens is the same thing. It's you, you get overwhelmed of all these things that you've got to, to consider and take into account and figure out and, and blah, blah, blah. And really all you got to do is like, what is it you want to do? Is it move? Then just move, you know? And once you, and you commit to going and doing that, Everything else falls in place. You'll figure all this stuff out. Right. I think that it's easier to figure things out when you have pressure applied. Right. You, I mean, you have like, no choice. It's like you're either going to figure it out or you're homeless. You know? Right. Right. It, when you're super comfortable, there's reasons not to figure these things out. You know, like. It's easier to make excuses. <laughs> that's why people say, like, burn the boats. Like, I yeah. can understand why people do say burn the boats because once you have nothing to fall back on then you re it really does force you to be more resourceful well, you think of that's it when the best things happen like you you can do things so much faster and, and figure things out so much better when you have a little pressure right I, I think of, say you work for somebody right and you really like the place you work your boss is fantastic maybe they're the owner and all this kind of stuff but you really deep down you want to go out on your own and so you finally work up the courage and you're, you go and you talk to your boss. And you're like, I love it here. I love you. You're great. But I just I have this urge. I want to go do my own thing. And your boss says, great. I'm behind you 100 percent. But if you ever want to come back, you've already you've always got a job here. I think psychologically that would screw that person up so bad because they would know if it fails, they could just go back versus. You know, going out there and giving it them all, knowing there is no going back. That's not even an option. You wanted to go out on your own and be your own boss. That is what you need to go do. Not have this fake sense of security that, well, if I fail, I can go back. Because the odds of you thinking you fail and you actually failing, or not the odds, but the, the difference between the two, I think that's a big difference too. The people where people, you know, where where, where people think that they that it's a complete loss and they failed may not be the end. They just need to figure out that hurdle and get past it. And then the light at the end of the tunnel is there. Where if they're like, oh, that's the end. And they think they hit the, the brick wall um, and they quit, you know, and really all they had to do was get a sledgehammer and bust through it and get to the next level. I think that's why joining the military is a good thing because they force you to stay. <laughs> like there is no, well, you know, I don't really want to do this. Like right? people would, people would quit the minute they got off the bus. Right. Because <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at. Right. The minute you feel uncomfortable, I mean, everybody has those urges to quit. And so if they allowed people to quit, yeah, people would be quitting all the time. Oh, but because down. they force you to get uncomfortable and go through uncomfortable situations, once you get to the other side of that uncomfortable situation, you're like, that wasn't so bad. Then you start to kind of get a little bit of momentum of like, what else can I do? Like if I did that, man, I can do all kinds of things. Well, and the actual accomplishment of those things is kind of a bittersweet, you know, because it's the challenge of figuring those things out and working through it and knowing that you're 
you're doing it is what's super neat. And then once you've done it, now now it's just, it's history, you've done it. And so you gotta keep looking for that next challenge and just keep going forward and forward. And that was the problem I had working for corporate. You know, there was no challenges like that. You just go whatever your shift is and then you go home for the day. And then, I mean, I don't care if it paid, you know, half a million dollars for what I did. It didn't, it wasn't fun. Like there was no challenge to it whatsoever. And I can, I could make a, you know, Let's say I made half that, but had uh, my own schedule and more time with family and we go do things like that. The the lower wage would be worth so much more to me just because of the lifestyle. But now you realize that. Yeah. I mean, on the try, other side of it, trying it's... to figure this stuff out, it was super hard to even fathom uh, any of this. Well, I think that's part of it, too, is that we all try to figure so many things out in our head, but you can't like you have to figure things out through actually doing them it is impossible to figure these things out ahead of time or to work out these details i mean we've talked about that before even starting a business like you starting miles through time like you didn't even know what details you needed to work out until you actually started the business and got in there and got your hands dirty and and really started to do it if you would have said i'm not going to start this until i have every detail figured out you would have never started but I think people think they have to figure it out. Like you said, with moving, like when we've moved, uh, you can't figure out every single detail beforehand. And some of those things, you just have to trust that you will figure them out eventually mm-hmm. because you're not going to be homeless for long. <laughs> no. Uh. No. Um, no. And I think people, will, they'll, they'll go around and they'll try to ask their family and their friends and all this advice. And the thing is, is, Unless those people have gone through the exact same thing and can give you their personal experience, their advice is about worthless. And all, a lot of it is just going to be the wrong advice to deter you from doing what you're doing because, you know, maybe they're legitimately, legitimately, you know, worried and scared for you. Or maybe they're jealous and they don't want you to do that. And I know uh, from my side of the family that we had both of that kind of thing happen when it came to doing what we wanted to do. You've got, you know, you got like my mom that's like, no, I'm worried for you. And then you got uh, other people in my family that I think they, they were jealous of what we were trying to go for. And that's, I mean, if I listened to them, we, we wouldn't have done it. And that goes across the board for multiple things in our life of things that we've wanted to go do and have, have just went out there and did it. You know, if we listened to people in our life that we would have never done that kind of stuff. I think we've always been good at talking with things together and figuring out, okay, like as a team, is that how we want to move forward? And then we high five and and run towards it. Um, And I think as long as you're on board together, I think that's been a great way that we've been able to go through any of these things. And it really didn't matter what anybody else said. Like we knew that those were going to be good things for our family, even if they suck right now. Like even, you know, taking on the new uh, antique market, um, when we talked about whether or not that was a good idea, like, what did I say? Four months. Hopefully it's less than four months. I figured it'll suck for four months. I didn't want to do it at all initially. Not one bit. Sean came home and said like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. This is horrible. And I was like, this is great. He's like, no, no, it's bad. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, <laughs> this is great. But you know, that again, that was, you know, my first reaction was, was uh, unfortunately negative about it. I didn't see that big picture. Uh, I do now. 
Um, man, it's cost a lot more money than I initially planned, but but we, you know, it, it's it's crazy how stuff just happens. You know, when you need it, it's there. If you just Always put it out there, does and uh, this case has been absolutely uh, no different. In fact, it's turned out to be an extremely awesome example of of putting things out there and just going for it um because again if like six months ago if you would have told me we were going to be doing all these things that we have done across the board and and every everything that we've uh built and remodeled there physically at the brick and mortar location uh, there, there's no way we i would have said we were doing it and yet somehow we pulled it out and and it's been getting done and it's it's crazy and um it's just one of those things it's like you know i came home talked to tori i'm like this sucks but she's like this is what we need to do i'm like okay let's do it and uh, that was that was the end goal that was okay this is what we need to do we didn't have a plan for everything else it's just it's all been falling into you know into the right position you, you can't plan it all like it's no. impossible so when you said that though like i thought okay what's the worst thing that could happen okay so we have to do a three-year lease well uh i mean if we had no money and we had to somehow get out of the lease like that would suck but we could probably figure that out there's a shower in the men's bathroom that if we had to move there <laughs> live there you know we could shower um there's a microwave. Like, uh, what else? Like, we may, uh, like, uh, we have a bad experience. Like, some customers get mad at us. Some vendors get mad at it. Like, people get mad at people all the time. Like, I couldn't think of anything that would be so disastrous that we couldn't figure out um, that that would make it. And then, like, all the positives. Well, we would have total control of things. Like everything that in the last couple of years you have said, man, things would be better if I had this. I had had this. Like all it was. Every single problem you had, like this was the solution. It was going to be a little bit of a rough journey. That's been the problem since 2017. Yes. So it it hasn't been until just just recently that, you know, we've been able to take complete control over everything. And again, couldn't have planned it this way. No, no. And it is amazing how things work out. You put things out there and people appear. Money appears. Like things appear like how it's supposed to. And things work out and it's never how you could have imagined or how you thought or how you planned. Like you could spend all this time with this super meticulous plan. Life life doesn't work that way. Like you got to you got to get in there and you do such a good job. You figure this stuff out. Well, I, some people like you figure all this stuff out. But the thing is, is they're they're not leaving their room. You know, the plan never leaves the notebook. It never gets off the computer screen. You know, the, the big difference when when things start to come together and happen it's it's not it's not because we wrote it down as a, a goal ambition or, or whatever the case may be. It's because we got out there and actually did something. I mean, we're we're uh, making connections with people and and physically doing things. That's where all that magic starts to happen. Well, I think that people, no matter who they are, I think they have opportunities that come. Life happens, and you have these opportunities. And I think so many people either they're like so focused on what they're doing and it's like it's that's not part of my plan because they have this mm-hmm. like imaginary like superstructure or whatever that they don't allow those opportunities to happen 
or people poo-poo opportunities. Mm -hmm. I could never do that. I could never have my own business. I could never move across the country. And and so they poo-poo all these opportunities that come in. And I think that's the difference with us a lot of times is we're like, let's do it. Let's grab it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, the benefits so could outweigh it that why not take the chance? Yeah. I mean, you, you go out there and volunteer for different things, uh, join different organizations. Just get out there and start meeting different people and you know you don't go out there and you don't give them your elevator speech a good example conversation a good example is the tesla world record sean just wanted to do a world record he said that would be the coolest thing to have a world record and so he went online and started searching to find world records that we could do we're not competitive eaters (laughs) you know what are we going to do and so you know finding that there was a record for getting the most teslas in a parade you know in a line of cars was something that that's kind of related to things we have sean didn't know how to do it sean had just got his tesla you had never Mm -hmm. done a world record before you had never planned an event that big like there was we had no idea how to do any of that no it would have been really really easy to have been like Okay, that was a great idea. Moving on without doing anything. But like that we were like, hmm, we could figure this out. Like we have some skills we're bringing. We've done a car show before, very small. Like that's not super big like this, you know. Uh, We know a couple people. I'm sure we could. I mean, you're really good at like you just put it out there and found like once you put it out there, all these people came, like people Sean didn't even know, to come and help him. And how many people did you meet to make that event happen? You know, Sean didn't know those people before. No, I didn't know any of them before. Now I know a whole bunch of people. That you wouldn't have known if we mm-hmm. wouldn't have been like, hell yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And some of those people have been, uh, you know, they've been people like Commissioner Tim Eccles, who, mm-hmm. you know, f- from that was then able to make some phone calls and do whatever he does magic wise and, and get some other things, you know, rolling for things that I've needed at the museum for years now. Uh, Tim was able to just get it done. And that was all stemming from uh, the, the Tessa event, which is again, just one of those things. It's, it didn't have anything directly to do with miles through time and any of the, the mission that we were doing there, but uh, it, it, it totally, you know, just kind of encompassed everything. And, you know, it, it also served a purpose for one of the other things we like to do is just, you know, doing things for charity, you know, and that that enabled us to do things that, uh, again, that we wouldn't have been able to raise over $10,000 just because, hey, we want to, uh, you know, but doing something cool like that, you know, being able to raise the money like we did and then having the add-on bonuses that come with it, that's awesome. You know, and I think that, that would happen all the time. And if it doesn't, it doesn't matter because you still get the win of, you know, having something fun to do and, you know, especially if it's something for charity and, and making a difference in that way. Well, and looking at the Tesla world record, like what would have been the worst that could have happened? Like we wouldn't have got the record. Maybe, uh, I, I don't know, like there wasn't anything that would have been like so horrible. That well, and technically we didn't get the Guinness record no. because they wouldn't give it to us because Guinness wants you to pay them for it. Um, and I chose to give all the money we raised to charity instead of Guinness so that we could use their name. Now we slaughtered the record by over 200, um, but Guinness won't let us use the name. So 
it, you know, in that case, you know, I got people that are like, oh, it sucks. But really, who? it's just a word. I mean, it's just the name. It doesn't matter. We still did it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, who cares, really? You know, and maybe we'll, we'll uh, we've got a lot of people that want us to do it again. And, and if we do, uh, and we most likely will, it'll be a lot easier. Well, we bring a lot new of new skills to the table now because it's something that we've gone through like every time you try something new like the skills that you gain that you had no idea that you were going to gain like it's that much more in your you know bag of resources now that you bring to you know what you're doing now um you know and and you doing the antique store we talked about the four months so i said i'm sure it's gonna suck for four months like maybe financially you're probably gonna have to be there a lot and i think something that's super important that we discussed in the suckness of it is that I can't be there because somebody has, we have kids. Like we can't leave them at home for a week. And we live an hour away from this place. So I physically cannot be there. You physically have to be there. So in that, like you can't get mad at me like you're not helping. And I can't get mad at me like you're never home. You know what I mean? You can't get mad at you? (laughs) I can't get mad at you Uh. and say you're never home. You know what I mean? Like it's Christmas. You're never home. Like we knew that we were going to have to go through these things. And I think that once you decide that you want to do something, whether it's, you know, starting a new business or taking on a new um, project or something like that, like you can't move forward and then get mad at the other person because you're in the sacrifice season. You know what I mean? For sure. But I could see that happening. And I think that you gotta, I think you have to put that kind of stuff out there so that you're both on the same table. Luckily, I, you know, I've been for the last month or so, uh, up there every day, leaving first thing in the morning, coming home, 7.30 730 o'clock, 7.30 at night. Um, I don't think that's going to last much longer because luckily we got we got pretty good with uh, the manager we hired there. And I think if it wasn't for the uh, expansion part of Miles Who Time that we're doing that requires me to be there, I don't need to be there anymore for any of the antique stuff. Well, no, but we knew that there were multiple times that you had to be there. So you have to be there for the newness of the antique store to get everything going and vendors going. And so that's pretty much taken care of. Then you had to be there for the museum expansion and setting up new exhibits. So I think you still have some of that, but I think that's going to be in January that you're going to have to go up there more, right? So it's going to be split up a little bit. Like the suck season isn't fully over, but I think you're over the hump. Definitely way over the hump at this point. Now, I wasn't sure if we were, I was going to have to still be dealing with, you know, actually running the Mm -hmm. antique part. That was one of those things, like I had no idea how involved I was going to have to be, if I was going to have to work uh, the manager's weekends or any of that kind of stuff. And it it all, it all has worked out, you know, and it hasn't been completely smooth. Right. But whatever, (laughs) you know, it's still going forward. I think that's part of it, too, is that you never know what parts aren't going to be smooth. Like, who would have known that you were going to have to buy multiple printers and not be able to print receipts? And like, that was like a a, like, how weird is that, that that was like something that was an ongoing issue? Like, you can't plan for that stuff. I got one, too. I'm not going to be able to return. No way. Yeah, because it wasn't prime. I was looking at their whole thing. They're like, if you've used it, you're not going to get your money back. And even if you haven't used it, they're only going to give you a portion of the money well, back. Hmm. I'm like, you suck. 
man, I just did a, a, a podcast on review things too, because I had issues with reviews. I don't know if Prime has made it so that we're so used to being able to return things because I too bought stuff online that the people weren't, weren't going to let me return. Hmm. And I'm like, some of these things, like you don't know if they're going to work perfectly. There's no way to know unless you physically have it. To, right. So that's a bummer that you can't. Yep, but ultimately, again, it's one of those things that uh, I chalk all this stuff up to cost of doing business. Even the the manager, she's like, I need this and this. Is it okay if you know we get all this? I'm like, get whatever you need. Like, it, it does, I don't know. So if it we need it, get it and uh, deal with it later. <laughs> I mean, because if I'm gonna sit here and like worry about all this stuff, it's not one. It's not gonna do me any good, and uh, two, it's it's gonna stress me the hell out and i just recently have been able to sleep in until 6 30 because of stress yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely is so do you think past wise like that whole leaving corporate and leaving insurance and benefits was the hardest one? Oh yeah by far i think it's like a band-aid right you rip that band-aid off real slow or you can just rip it off real fast and uh you know, leaving corporate was was to rip it off real fast. There was just, you know, now what is it we do? And then going forward, it's just, it's more of the same in a sense. It's just like, okay, this is what we want to do. Let's go do it. This is what we want to do. Let's go do it. You know, I, I, I really don't like talking about stuff that we have no intention of doing because I think it's a waste of energy all around. Like, why would we, why would we talk about all these things that we've, theoretically want to do but then you know deep down no we'll never do it like that's a horrible way to live like if we figure we, we talk about it you know because we, we talk about it to see right. if it makes sense but then it's like we're either doing it or we're dropping it and moving Completely. on from there right you know and, and it that process should not take long i spend way more time just researching cars online i'll never buy you know, I can I can use enough time for that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to what we're going to do for uh, our, our lifestyle, let's figure it out and then let's implement some stuff and, and do it. And it gets easier. It's super, every time. super easy. I mean, because it, it literally is like, OK, um, you know, we, we wanted to live on a lake. There's a house on the lake. Let's move to it, you know, and just. And that's what we did. And then once we found the house, you know, and we were like, okay, we're actually moving into it. Then it was, okay, now let's, now let's figure out how we're going to actually move all our stuff there and figure out, how, you know, what we're going to do for internet and where all the kids are going. We already made the decision that we were doing it. Everything else, you know, is, it's just, it. Details, details that will follow. That, that will, will fall yeah, in. it'll happen no matter what. Yeah, rip that bandaid off.